welcome to episode 79, I think, of our Run Club, the podcast. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, no, Ray did not shave his beard. This is our uh, good friend and kind of regular guest. What's uh, going on? This is the third appearance. Yeah, him. number three. <laughs> um, so we have Adam on just because uh, he's got some cool things going on and we want to chat a little bit. Um, about his new like YouTube channel and some of the cool videos he's put up. Uh, but like we do every week, we chat a little bit about how our running week has gone. So if you want to go first, let us know just how your running's going. And then maybe overall how you're running during this quarantine COVID era has been. Because um, I know you're a pretty competitive dude. <laughs> and there's not really a lot of races going on. No, um, I haven't run a race since late February, and it was on an indoor track. Yep. Um, aside from that, mileage has been consistent. Um, I was probably in the best shape of my life before everything was affected by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was ready to run personal bests, and I probably held that. For another three months. Yeah. Um, I was still training at that very high level. Came down a little bit, but fast forward to this week, um, I did a workout here locally on the Blackstone Boulevard that went very well last night. Nice. Uh, starting to get back into shape because I'm hearing rumors about track meets coming up in the next month or two. Oh, that's exciting. So, yeah, definitely trying to ramp up the speed work. But as for um, everyday runs and mileage, this was probably the best summer of training I've ever had ever. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you feel like it's because of the like pandemic and you've got more time to get out there and run? Or is it just like you were fit and you're like, I'm maintaining this thing no matter what? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. It was kind of like a challenge to myself. And I feel this way when the weather is not great, too. Like, mm-hmm. Let's say it's raining or it's snowing or it's just really cold. It's almost like... You know, I'm talking to myself and I'm saying, Adam, you got to get out there and you got to run at least an hour. I don't care what the weather is. Like, you get out there and you yeah. do it, you know? So you, like, challenge yourself. Oh, you yeah. You set, like, a goal and you're like, I'm going to do this and this is what I'm going to get done. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, there was some other changes as well. Like, I, I spend just as much time in the gym as I do running. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened since um, COVID-19. Um, oh, that's true, yeah. The gym was closed for probably about three months and I've been doing core work at home Mm -hmm. lifting day the gym reopened so I've been going to the gym only one day a week yeah um I don't think it's particularly safe there a lot of folks just have their masks around their neck yeah like on their chin yeah there's a lot of that yeah or the nose is hanging out (laughs) (laughs) right we do see that often that's for sure so just that one day a week and that's because I mean for a little while, man, it was getting crazy even for me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I was going to, like, local playgrounds at night in the dark wearing black just so I could get my pull-ups in and my dips. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the parks were closed and locked and chained, and I was, like, hopping the fences. To... <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, you had to, like, break into the public parks to get your work in. Hiding under, you know, hiding behind a tree when the cops drive by. <laughs> that's so funny. The things we do to get our work in, huh? Oh, my God. You know, well, lifting as much as um, it's like running. Mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, like you have your staples, like 
the long run is a staple. Like, you know, if you're not doing your long runs, you're missing the huge part of your training. Right, right. And lifting is kind of like one of those staples for me. If I'm not getting in my lifting, it makes a difference. I mean, mm -hmm. at least for me, I notice if I'm doing speed work, yep. that's a difference of like two seconds of 400. Yeah, just if you're lifting and not lifting. Yeah, yep. it's true, man. I think that a lot of times that stuff gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. Us runners just tend to run and that's kind of it. Um, the like the little things like the warming up properly, the stretching yes. afterwards, the foam rolling, the lifting, all that uh, kind of adds up to better performance and less injuries. Um, so yeah, I, it's funny because they they I call them the little things, but they are very much not little things. Oh my goodness! And I think for maintaining, definitely long run and lifting. Like I don't personally necessarily have to do two workouts a week mm -hmm. you know if I wanted to maintain where I'm at for I don't know three to six months like you know kind of went down that way with COVID yeah um just by continuing those staples that we're talking about I feel like you can maintain yeah and not really fall off or at least get it back quickly you know like right the fact that I was going to the playgrounds and doing core work at home when it, it did come time to go back to the gym I really didn't lose that much. I mean, maybe the first day I'm like, oh, crap, how did I do this? And, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then after two or three times of going, it was like I never skipped a beat. Yeah, that, see, that's the key is kind of sticking to it and staying consistent with everything. That's kind of it. Um, well, let's get into a little bit about, I mean, I talk about my running week, but it really hasn't been very good. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, didn't you skip a couple days? Yeah, I've been, uh, I'm kind of in a slump. Uh, I would call this a, like a recalibration week. Hey, you need those. You know, That's so, very important. Yeah, so my wife is like going back to school now. She's a school teacher and they're like trying to work out whether she's in person or on the computer and blah, blah, blah. So she like has to go to work now. And just like a schedule adjustment is happening. And for me, that has thrown me a little bit off of my running game. And so I think we're going to recalibrate this week. And then next week, I should be getting back into the swing of things. I think what I'm going to do, this is the plan. She goes to work at like 7. Kid gets up at 7. Get the kid up. Running stroller. Drink his milk. I'm running three, five miles with the stroller. I don't see a flaw in that at all. You know? Yeah. So it's just going to be a lot of daddy and me runs in the right. near future. Well, I want to know what the benefit is with running with that stroller, man. That's I know. There's crazy. Crazy. I think it definitely is a performance enhancer. Oh, my goodness. I feel like you're getting in two workouts at once. You're lifting and running. Exactly. It's like a combo. Yeah. It's like a combo yeah. workout. You don't need to lift like me. You get nah. the stroller. Nah, <laughs> stroller. I got the kid, too. Lifting him is like a workout. Um but yeah, let's talk a little bit about what you got going on. You know, your yeah. YouTube channel is new, brand new, brand spanking new, less than a week old. I watched the uh, first video, and I felt like I was transported. To yeah, that's awesome to hear. Like I felt like I was on a run with you, basically, which I thought was really cool. The way that you edited it, and the way that it was, uh, like it was very informative. It was also pretty entertaining in that, like I said, I felt like I was running, like I was out on a run. So how did that whole, 
how did this whole YouTube channel thing come about? And then like, maybe talk a little bit about that first video and then we'll get into the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great question. Um, so it kind of comes back to COVID-19 mm -hmm. and, um, you know, there, there, it was, oof. I'm trying to think of how, to, how I want to begin with this. So I'm just going to be very matter of fact, you know, no sour grapes or anything, mm -hmm. but 2019 was probably the greatest year of my life. You know, like just like, oh my overall, God, everything was on point, you know, like I was running the fastest I had ever run ever. Mm -hmm. um, things were going really well at the job. Um, just any aspect of life you could think of, things were starting to go really well. Nice. And I, if you asked me what 2020 was going to be like, I thought I, that momentum Sky's was just the gonna, limit, baby. Oh my goodness. And running was on that trajectory. I mean, it's not too late, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, work was still going well, but you know, all these little things like, um, I felt so restricted to this neighborhood. I mean, it was a little while where I didn't know what the rules were in terms of traveling. Yep. Um, my social circle, because there was no running club workouts, like dried up overnight. Oh, yeah. I yeah. felt like very alone and isolated. Um, and like I said, I, I didn't know anything about traveling. Um, none of my family lives in Rhode Island. So, oh, geez. Yes, yeah, so you can see them. Yeah. And also, you know, they had some of those under, you know, underlying pre-existing conditions. Oh, yeah, so you don't want to get involved in any of that. Yeah, and so they were, you know, very, you know, big on like, hey, please don't come visit right now, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, all the tracks closed, the gym closed, physical therapy closed, massage closed. I, I had never felt so lonely in my life, you know. Yeah, you're just like in a your own little bubble, and that's kind of it. Yeah, and then even here, you know, I love coming here, and as has been the case for several years now, I come in, say hi to you, Ray, Matt, James, and you're out the door. Yeah, and so this is an important part of the story because I just suddenly felt like I needed some type of outlet, something to focus on, something I could, mm -hmm. you know, put my attention and, you know, free time into and that's where this youtube channel came from yeah that's yeah. awesome um and so you know it's it's cool because when i go running and i go on the trails that's not something a lot of runners do especially competitive runners mm, i mean there true, are yeah. people that race on trails and that's their thing right right but when you're a competitive runner especially someone on the road or track mm -hmm. i mean a lot of folks just don't do that. It's so true. I mean, I find that, like, I get stuck in, like, a routine of doing kind of a similar loop every day mm -hmm. on the road. So I have to, like, force myself to get and mix it up and hit the trails. I think there's a lot of runners like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I can think of one guy. This was, you know, several years ago now, but he was an Olympic trials marathoner. And I just said, hey, do you want to run it? You know, the, the location of my first video, the yeah. rail trail was spoiled. So I said, do you want to run with me at the rail trail? He said, no. And I, I was like, okay. 
he said, yeah, I don't want to roll an ankle. You know what I mean? I train too hard. I don't see the point running on trails. You know what I mean? Jeez Louise. And I get it though. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. And, um, but to me, that's the fun of it. You know what I mean? I love that mixed terrain. Right. Um, and so with these YouTube videos, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show people, you know, these runs that I've done mm -hmm. and, you know, these years of acquired knowledge, um, some places it's been just trial and error. There's going to be one location coming up where I got lost for over two hours in the woods once. You know oh, what I mean? Geez, yeah. And that's terrifying. So I can only imagine. Holy crap. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a lot of these places, you know, even if you don't run, this is amazing. My, my stepfather, who does not run at all, does, doesn't even think about it. Yeah. Um, said he loves my videos because he gets to see things that he hasn't seen before. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the first video there where you're running through the trail, it's like kind of a single track and there's like a little river or something oh, on your side. There. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's gorgeous. And like, I had never, like, I've always heard people talk about the rail trail, mm -hmm. but I had never actually seen the rail trail. And just kind of having that visual made me, like, want to go there. Yeah. Um, so my next question is, how do I go there? Oh, well, I mean, the great thing is you can drive. There's ample parking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, unless it's like a gorgeous 75-degree sun's-out day like that day in my video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that couldn't have been any more ideal otherwise. It was gorgeous, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But... Uh, yeah, especially as the, the temperatures start to come down a little bit now that summer's over, mm -hmm. parking's going to be open. Yeah. But that is a run. That is my favorite run ever. I've been training there since I was like a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't have, I can't say enough good things about it. It's just awesome. Now, is it like, uh, so what town do I go to? West can, I, can I Google map like Rail Trail, West Boylston? And I think so. Okay, cool. I'll do that. And uh, I advise our listeners and watchers to do the same because it's it looks gorgeous. Stroller friendly. It's well. stroller friendly? Stroller oh, friendly. Oh, my goodness. All right. So there is like varying kind of options. Oh, yeah. And so um, in that first video, I kind of tell you what happens. You know, you could either stay on the main path, do an out and back. That's five miles. You can't mess that up. Yeah. And so, you know, I was also giving other options where... You go left here, this is what happens. You yeah. go right here, this is what happens. And, you know, making the right is where you saw that beautiful uh, single tri uh, single file trail near the river. Right, with the red dots on the yeah. tree. Yeah. yeah, and there was that one dude fly fishing at one point. I did see that. But, yeah, and then we went to Trout Brook and Holden, because once you get to that gate that I was talking about, you can make the right, you go to Trout Brook and Holden. That's also going to be bike and stroller friendly going forward when they finish construction. Oh, there. that's cool. So is it like paved, legit paved, or is oh, it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So they put the bulldozers on that a few times a year. Nice. So how many, like, how many minutes? How long does it take me to get to this place? I'm in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. How long is my drive? I would say it's about an hour even. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So that's a like a day trip or something we could take with the fam, bring the stroller up, see why not, yeah. and get a little running. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Um, so how did you put that video together? Because it's like, there's a lot going on. You've got some talking to the camera stuff, and then there's some like legit first person 
running stuff. Yeah. So, on top of the idea for the YouTube channel, um, you know, I have an electronics drawer at home, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's true. I have a Felix the Cat clock. The tail kind of swings. The eyes move. Classic. It ran out of batteries. And so I had to go in the electronics drawer, get some batteries, and what's sitting on the top in the pile is a GoPro that I never used. I had this thing for like years and I never used it. Really? Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, I don't need to go out and buy a camera. I have this GoPro right <laughs> here. Yeah. That's funny. And so I, I stick it in the charger and, you know, um, I, I think, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to make, you know, the rail trail the location of my first episode. Nice. Um, and yeah, I guess the idea is I wanted to provide like a guided tour. Mm -hmm. Like the, the idea was just as you said, I want it to be like somebody's running with me. I want them to mm -hmm. see what I'm seeing. And a GoPro offers that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I also wanted to talk about different things you might encounter, whether it be wild animals Mm -hmm. um, you know, how to be safe. Um, do you need to wear sunscreen? Just little things. You right, know, right. I talk about all these things. Um, and so for the GoPro, you know, there was times where, you know, my father was kind enough for, to, to come and film. Oh, that's cool. When, you know, the camera was on me. Yeah. And then when it came time for me to run, it was a harness. And the GoPro was on my chest in the middle of a harness. Huh. Is that something you made up yourself, like a little... Uh, no, you can actually drink? buy it online. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. Yeah, and actually, um, if you guys continue to like and subscribe, I get better equipment. So, oh, there you go. Um, they have a vest. Mm -hmm. Like, it almost looks like, you know, like a police or a special forces vest that the camera goes up here on the shoulder. That's kind of cool. And I think that would be great for when the weather gets colder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you throw it on the top of your jacket or whatever. Yeah. Awesome. But um, it was so much fun to record. And I think people thought I had the camera running the whole time. Unfortunately, I cannot. The battery doesn't last that long. Right, right. So, I mean, by the time I finished filming, I mean, like, the second I finished filming, battery went. Yeah. I mean, you have, like, an hour of actual record time, and that's it. Right, right. Um. But yeah, while I'm running, people are waving and, hey, he's got a camera on his chest. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's so funny. Uh, this one woman ran by and she said, because, uh, you know, I have to stop at certain points to record. She was like, oh, who are you recording for? And, hey, maybe she watched it on your little channel there. Hey. Yeah. Cool. So um, we got to take a little break and then we'll, uh, we'll get back into kind of the other videos. Before we go to break, though, what is the name of your channel? So... Yeah. Can take a so look. it's a play on Adam Ant. It's Adam Rant, running and navigating trails. <laughs> All right, awesome. <laughs> so we'll take a little break, and then we'll talk about episode two and three. All right, you got it, man. Cool. All right, folks, we're back, and uh, we're talking with Adam Malik all about his his new uh, YouTube, YouTube channel um, called Adam Rant, um, a play on words, right? Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so we talked a little bit about your rail trail video and how it was kind of like going for a run mm -hmm. with you. Um, and then I saw two other videos on your channel so far, relatively new, but already with three uploads. Um, the second one I think was about 
maintaining your footing on the trails. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, it was also a guided tour of um, what's called the Blackstone Heritage and River Canal Park. Very um, cool. So it was very similar, similarly done to that first video. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm doing is I'm also kind of, in addition to guiding, I'm talking um, and I'm trying to be as informative and educational as possible. Though, right? right, right. Bring some value. Other, like, in addition to giving a guided tour, maybe give a couple of tips. Like, I know, I think it was in the first video you talked about what to do when you encounter an animal, mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the other tips that you've kind of provided in the first and second video there? So, in the first video, um, it was, you know, mainly about directions. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You want to make sure you get everything down. Wild animals, that was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I've talked about in both of those trail videos too is seasons yeah. in which you can go and run. And I think just, you know, living in the Northeast in general, um, probably Midwest as well, and any place where there's snow on occasion, mm -hmm. winter time is not really a great place to run. No, it's a little sloppy back there. Yeah. And, um, so the rail trail, I, I made sure to mention that there mm -hmm. because what will happen is, um, you know, like the thawing and freezing, um, that that also is going to get very icy and very slick. Right, right. And it's going to get jagged. Yeah. Because, you know, they do bulldoze it when the weather's nice, but mm -hmm. in the wintertime, also, you know, the Worcester area and surrounding towns, um, you tend to get some of the highest, you know, like well, snow, snow accumulation yeah. in the United States. Mm -hmm. So... That trail, you could probably be, you know, under a foot of snow, you know. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to. I don't even think yak tracks would be. Uh, no, you need use. like a, like a plow. Yeah. Or and a I, snow blower. I mean, hey, it might be okay if you're cross-country skiing. I've never even tried that. But, I hear it's really hard. Yeah. Um, but I think that might be the only activity you could do in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. And so in that second video, I also had like an added caveat. I made it even more clear by saying... Not only is the winter time out of question, but probably half the spring. Oh yeah, it just gets real wet and muddy and yucky. And like dangerous mud. Like I've mm -hmm. slipped and fallen there before and I thought I got like really injured. I can think of one time I fell. I was afraid to look down at my knee. I thought my knee was going to be like oh, all the way over. And what happened was thankfully I just gave myself a good egg and so this knee was all swollen. Yeah, no shattered kneecap. No, no but I was, I was, oh man, I, I'm a grown man, but I had tears in my eyes, <laughs> oh, afraid man. to look down. <laughs> uh, that's brutal. That's brutal. So that must be why you talk about a little bit about maintaining your footing. Yeah. What's yeah. A, what is like a key to staying upright on these trails? Mm. So, a couple things. Um, when I'm running like that second video, there is that awful hill. Did you see that? Ah, uh, yeah, brutal. Oh my goodness. That is like five minutes of uphill. I know it's technically a trail, but if you've ever done mountain Cliff. running, that's what it's like. <laughs> it's like mountain running. And so you do have to be very careful. And um, also, you know, in these two videos, I talk about like, is this trail for everybody? Or should you be like right. very proficient what you're doing? So that second video was one in which I think you have to be very proficient. Yeah, you have to have some experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so I want that, you know, I don't want every single run to be the same mm -hmm. because if that were the case, I don't think anyone would tune in. It'd be boring. Yeah. yeah. A little redundant. Yeah. But that second video, I, I definitely mentioned that, you know, you want to be somebody that's well-versed, you know, in trail running. Yeah. You want to look out for those rocks and roots. Yeah. If you're someone that has weak ankles or you're prone to slipping and falling, that was probably not a place for you to run. Yeah, yeah. But I gave you the opportunity to see it. Yeah, you go for a walk. Yeah, you, want. you can. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I even said in that video, that's a hard place to hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my brutal. goodness, that hill. Yeah, and yeah, we get that noise. But uh, no, it's always fun to to get on the trail. But it is super important to like, you know, look down in front of you, watch where your feet are. I think when I'm running on the trails, what I find is helpful is like shortening my stride up, keeping yes. the cadence pretty high, and yep. making sure that um, I'm not overstriding. Correct. And uh, just keeping an eye out for these rocks and roots that are going to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I did that in the second episode as well. I just said, hey, especially on the hill, I remember saying like, hey, make your stride short and choppy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's also because I know you just had a mic from PT place yeah, yeah. recently. You know, what will happen is if you extend yourself and you try to like, you know, make your stride super long going up that hill. You're gonna probably pull a hamstring or a quad, and you'll right. have to go see Mike, and he'll have to yeah. dry needle you, or right, you know, like write him a check. Yeah, and that's expensive. Yeah, who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Although um, Mike is great, he is you fantastic. Business. If you, you should just go see him, just cause. Yeah. Um, but so you kind of changed gears a little bit in your third video. Yes. Um, we talked a little bit about something I was kind of interested in getting your thoughts on here. Um. It was all about like fake shoes. Yeah, identifying counterfeit shoes. Yeah. Like that's a thing I've met, like because I work at a running store and shoes are just kind of plentiful for me. Mm -hmm. I've never had the um, pleasure or uh, opportunity to buy shoes online or kind of have this issue pop up. Mm -hmm. So you have had this happen. Yep, only once. And uh, it was more or less a nuisance. <laughs> yeah. But um, So what shoe were you going to buy and what, what happened here? So my favorite pair of racing and training shoes um, is the Nike Next Percent Vaporfly. Oh, those things are no joke. Oh, yeah. And the issue is when you buy a high-end shoe like that. Mm -hmm. These are running, what, like 250 How much do these things cost? Yeah, $250. Yeah. That's if you're buying them directly from Nike.com. Mm -hmm. And the issue is... They're so popular, they're regularly sold out on Nike.com. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not uncommon to have to go to like an Amazon or an eBay or right. these other sneaker places online. I haven't tried any of those because there is some distrust. You know? It's true, yeah. And you don't know where they're coming from. Like, did they buy them from Nike or did they buy them from some shade character who maybe didn't, uh, you know, get them from Nike? Right? And, uh, yeah, so that third episode came about because, you know, rant, running and navigating trails. I yeah. want to cover running and I want to talk about navigating trails. There we go. Yeah, and right. so this was a running video, the R. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and I want to offer, you know, 
conversation and topics that you don't regularly hear because right. I don't want to like beat a dead horse. Everybody knows about couch to 5k. Right, right. Everybody knows about, you know, a lot of the little things. Yeah, but this is kind of a unique situation. I mean, it's not unique in that it has never happened to anybody before, Correct. but like it is something that could happen to you if you get into the situation, you know, like everybody has heard about this Nike Vaporfly shoe. Right. So if you're someone who's looking to PR, you're probably on the lookout for something like this. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that you noticed that were kind of off about this purchase? So the package, you know, it came in the mail. Um, the box looked very similar. Like I happen to have an old box because I try to keep, you know, a pair that I can use and a pair on standby. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're so hard to get. You right. never know when they're just going to discontinue them all together. Yeah, exactly. And so I had another box around and, you know, they come in a black box. They look like exactly the same. Yeah. You know, at first glance, they even had like the shoe has all these like little like, it looks like the number eight all over the top of the box. They both mm -hmm. had that. So then I looked at, you know, I kind of put both boxes side by side. And I'm looking at the labels mm -hmm. and the font on the one I just got was slightly different oh, than the original. Uh -oh. And, you know, a lot of it looked similar, though. Like, there's still a barcode. There's still that little scan thing. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, whip out my cell phone and I download, like, this barcode scanner. Yeah. And I scanned, like, the new shoes. And it actually came up as, like, a real item. But I'm like, yeah. Weird, the font's different. And that is weird. Yeah, and then I flipped the box open, and it was like this overpowering, awful smell. Like a permanent marker, just everything came like... Oh, light. man. Um, and I've never smelled that with a new pair of shoes ever. No, I mean, if you're a Nike and you're making shoes, you don't want them to smell horrible when someone opens the box. Like, yeah, it smelled like a gas station. Like, it was oh, just... Disgusting. Yeah, and they just didn't look the same. I mean, as somebody who's regularly purchased a product in the past, mm -hmm. they're kind of neatly packaged, you know, like oh, yeah. one's facing one way, the other's facing, and there's some folding. Yeah, This just kind of looked like they were thrown in a box. Oh, jeez. And the laces and tongue were just, like, wide open, and they don't look like that. No, no, no. someone put these things on or something. Yeah, and so, you know, then I'm like, all right, you know, I, I automatically suspected something, but I thought, all right, I'll try them on. Mm -hmm. They felt nothing like the real thing. Oh, I mean, geez. just extra wide, um, just, it's almost like in the originals, you're like walking on pillows. Right. Did not have that feeling with these. Yeah. I mean, this just kind of felt like you were buying like really cheap shoes, uh, not even like running shoes, just like really cheap shoes. You know? Yeah. And you paid good money for these shoes, right? Yeah. Cause there's a markup, especially when you're buying from a third party. If right. Nike sells out, they're paying more. Right. These people suddenly are like, Hey, I've got these shoes. Right. I know you want them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 250. Uh, let's make that 300. Maybe oh, you could yeah. pay probably upwards of 400, 450. Jeez, yeah, geez, that's a lot of dope. Yeah, it's anytime they come up with these gimmick colors or special mm -hmm. cause shoes, yep. it only adds to the price. Right, right. <laughs> so do you have any like recourse at that point when you realize the shoe is pretty fake and you don't know 
where it came from or what's going on. So what do you do after that? So my immediate thing, my immediate course of action was to message the seller. Mm -hmm. And I just said, look, I said, I don't think these shoes are authentic at all. Mm -hmm. Actually, I know they're not. Yeah. You know, and I just said that um, I have the originals and I have the original box. Nothing adds up. Yeah. You know, I have them side by side. They're, they're just not authentic. Mm -hmm. And so no dispute from the seller. And I just said, look, please give me a refund. That's when things got kind of quiet. Yeah. So I uh, just had to send eBay a message, speak to their customer service. Yep. Refund came the next day. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, the seller didn't dispute it at all. So Yeah, they're like, you got it. Man, you got me. But I can tell that other people had bought the shoes before me because mm -hmm. if you look at, you know, eBay has a way, you know, it'll say the seller's name and how many positive feedbacks they've received. Yeah. This seller had maybe 20 positive feedbacks and they were all for the same type of shoe. Mm -hmm. So people were buying this shoe, probably not familiar with the product. And then being like, wow, this shoe's great. Yeah. But they didn't know that it was a fake shoe. No, and they, they probably had never tried the real thing. They were probably just so excited that they got their hands or what they thought they got their hands on was the real thing. And uh, Wow, that's crazy. But, I mean, also, I'm looking out for people from a safety standpoint because... Yeah, I mean, what the heck were you inhaling when you opened that box up? Who well, knows just that. that but if you ran in that thing, I don't think it would have been safe. You could have hurt yourself. Yeah, especially if, um, you know, you're, you're expecting to walk on pillows <laughs> instead of getting, like, these... Who knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though... They were fakes, but they were good fakes. And maybe not yeah. in terms of like feel and smell and all that, but in terms of actual look. It looked just like it. It looked just like it. Yeah. So And the box was like almost the same. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's in, that's interesting. They go through a lot of trouble to make these fakes. And also, I know in my video I talked about the symbol. It almost looked like mm -hmm. a little Mandarin symbol on the box. Um, and... I have never seen a video like that talking about fake shoes for running. Yeah. But I've seen other videos for fake shoes at like sneaker conventions. Yeah, yeah. Where that symbol was on some of these other shoes. Uh -huh. And I don't know what that symbol is. I know sometimes. Unless <laughs> maybe it's like Mandarin for these are fake shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the video I saw, one was from a sneaker convention. You know, this person held up the box and just said, hey, can you take a look at that? And they actually have these like counterfeit checkers Interesting. at a sneaker convention, and they put a black light on it, and they're like, those aren't real at all. Wow. Um, in the case of my shoes, you didn't need a black light. You could see it. It was very faint, Yeah. but you could see that symbol. And I guess um, also I've seen like counterfeit money yeah. that has that symbol on it. That's interesting. Why would they mark it? No idea. It seems like a silly thing if you're trying to counterfeit something. Yeah. Um, it just kind of helped. It was like, to me, like another ad. It was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, another piece of yeah. evidence I could use to be like, yo, seller, fake. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I know what you're doing here. See, yeah. See what you're doing here. Um, but that is cool. So, like, I think it's kind of interesting in that your videos aren't just, you know, a shoe review of, like, shoe mm -hmm. well, because like everybody does that um 
it's kind of, and it's interesting too, in that like, you'll do trail runs, you'll talk about shoes. I'm sure in the future you might talk about going on the road somewhere or anything really, right? Yeah, I mean, I have four or five topics in mind that I'm gonna hit up. Yeah. Um, you know, I love making these. Um, I also wanna continue to get my name out there and. You know, I'm learning as well. Like being in front of a camera isn't yeah. the most natural thing for me. Yeah, it takes some getting used to. And I've, sure. I've seen how far you and Ray have come in you know, a very short period of time. So I'm optimistic. But, you know, there's times where I watch my videos. I do because, you know, I'm my best critic, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And there's times where I'm like, you know, I really liked this segment. I thought it went well. Yeah. And then there's other times where I look at myself and I'm like, I like what you said, but you could have delivered that better. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're kind of constantly learning and just trying to get better. Yeah. Um, that's what I like about this process, too. You know, we've been doing this for, like, over a year now, almost like a year and a half. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting process to kind of learn about the, like, how to put up a video on YouTube, how to edit oh, a video, yeah. how to, um, you know, for us, we do the podcast and then we break it up into clips to put on social media and then yeah, we yeah. Uh, take the whole thing and put that on YouTube and put it on Instagram and put it on this and that. So it's very, um, it's a very interesting and fun process to learn about. Yeah. And for me, you know, my undergrad is in communications and I had done video editing in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can kind of tell that it's pretty well put together. Like you kind of know what you're doing. Right? <laughs> well, thank you. Um, Cause I actually thought that was going to hurt me, you know, being out of the game for, say, 10 years or whatever. Uh -huh. I remember when I first sat down to do editing, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to take like a week. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thankfully it didn't. It came back pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. There were certain things I didn't know how to do, you know. Right. Um, so when you're transitioning from clip to clip, you know, you add that little, you know, fade to black or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Transition from black. I could not figure out for the life of me how to do that. It took like four hours to figure out how to add that oh, black. Geez. Oh, Oh, man. Um, That's what makes it fun, though, right? Yeah. Well, for a little while, it was frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So are these going to be like weekly things? What are you thinking? Is there a schedule to them? or I'm going to narrow down the schedule at this point. The plan is one to two videos a week. Cool. Um, and I'm just going to try to keep the content fresh. Um, I don't want to like give away too much of what's coming next, mm -hmm. but I want them to be like real life topics, just like, yeah. you know, the shoes thing. Yep. And I'm, I'm actually, that makes me really happy that you found that interesting. It was, it was super interesting. It's, uh, yeah, something I had never heard, seen a video about. So it was kind of cool. Um, and so I think we got to wrap this sucker up cause I okay. got to get to work. Uh -huh. Um, but let us know again where we can find these videos. Mm -hmm. So it's Adam Rant, Running and Navigating Trails. Um, I added that on my Facebook and I made that public. So you can just go on my name, Adam Malik, or you can you know, search YouTube, Adam Rant. Just make sure you put the dots in after each letter, R-A-N-T. And um, please, I wanna get the word out there. I want this to grow. Um, I'm trying to get as many viewers as I can, as many likes and subscribes as I can. Yeah. And I'm going to continue one or two videos a week, probably one upload, if not Saturday on Sunday. 
Awesome, cool. Um, well, thank you for stopping by our uh, thank little you podcast here. Yeah, no problem. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listening. And uh, remember to keep running because it's good for you.